Welcome to Drive Your Own Adventure with Benjamin Starr. With holiday parks and resorts across New South Wales and Queensland, find your dream destination with Ingenia Holidays. We're driving our own adventure. We're in far north Queensland and we are lucky enough to have Wendy Morris joining us who is the Chair and Appointed Director of Tourism Tropical North Queensland. What a cool gig that is. What is that all about? <laughs> You're right. I'm very lucky. <laughs> so uh, I'm able to work with the primary regional tourism organisation. Mm -hmm. So we have a team uh, that, that spreads for the promotion of the area the whole way from the Torres Straits to the Northern Territory border and all the way down to Cardwell. The hardest part of your job, I think, would be trying to satisfy everyone's needs. Well, in fact, it's pretty easy because, in fact, we have got so many different things. We have something for every visitor who comes up here. So, yeah. obviously, we're the great gateway to the Great Barrier Reef. We have the world's oldest rainforest. We have extraordinary outback. And you can do all of those things a hundred different ways. For most of the locals, if you ask them, a lot of them will say, uh, certainly I would answer, that, in fact, that what's called the wet season is my favourite time of the year. And why is that? And the reason is it's when the place really becomes alive. So our rainforest is at its best. We have a lot of migratory birds coming. There's nothing like being in this wonderful warm, wet rain in the rivers and uh, just exploring the whole region. So it's an exciting time. One of the perceptions that we have when we live in cities is that governments decide on how things will be, state governments run everything. Um, from what I've learned up here and my, my interviews that I've done, it's the complete opposite. These guys are ahead of government. <laughs> I think you're right there. Um, we are a pioneering spirit. Yeah. We are entrepreneurial. We have been through very tough times mm. from Back in the late 1880s, when we had the uh, the first settlers here, obviously um, it's been tough for indigenous cultures up here in in pretty tough country for forever. Yes. Uh, but our early pioneers were exactly that, and I think uh, we don't ask others to do it for us. We get out there and do it for ourselves. Your world leaders in um, caring for your surroundings. I mean, everybody that we've spoken to, everybody has a, a moral obligation as part of their business to protect the the nature, to protect the ocean. Here we've got these very special places that we are not only passionate about but we're looking after almost with an institutional ecosystem. So we have our marine park managers, Wet Tropics Management Authority. We have the researchers through uh, our universities, the Australian Institute of Marine Science, but we have the communities and the NFPs um, all working together to look after everything with our natural environment, from removing plastics through to uh, being carbon neutral. So we are absolutely passionate up here, all of us. Yeah, we were over at the aquarium yesterday and um, the, the lovely gentleman was showing us around and, and uh, we got to come face to face with the sea turtle who is in remission from uh, dying. And this poor thing... 35 years old, she'd swallowed a few plastic bags, couldn't get down enough in the water, she had barnacles all over her and she was on one road. Uh, extinction for her. And it's amazing to see that um, how different she was after she's had this operation. And people really do care up here. There seems to be a real I care here, more so than you see in any other capital city. 
I think that's right. And uh, as far as the turtles go, we've got one of the uh, world's best turtle rehabilitation centres out at Fitzroy Island mm. with Jenny Gilbert. Uh, but I think what you're saying is absolutely right. So whether you're a tourism operator or whether you're just somebody, uh, you know, a business person, we all care. And I think that that is what does set us apart here. Now, for people that are coming up to this region, um, there's so much to see and do. You can't do it in a week. That's that's the first thing because the drives are long, the drives are scenic, and you've got to experience those drives. But everywhere you go takes you to a different destination. So what are your top three things besides <laughs> the Barrier Reef that people should go and see? Well, my background is as a marine biologist and I'm absolutely <laughs> passionate about the reef, so I'd say go to the reef three times, but that's me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I truly think if you're a family, you really must go out to the reef. And uh, there's some great even half-day trips out to some of the islands here yes. if you don't want to go for a full day. I know it's hard with little ones. Yeah. Uh, but I would definitely go explore our rainforest as well. You don't have to pay a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, uh, all our national parks you can go into for virtually for free. Yeah. Uh, so go exploring our rainforest. And then I think uh, we've got some wonderful beaches that, that you need to explore. Yes. Uh, and great ways to explore our, our Indigenous cultures as well. So a whole variety. Now, what advice do you have for people that are listening in who may be thinking, you know, I'm going to do a sea change and I'm going to get into ecotourism or tourism? What, what advice do you have for those types of people? Come up and have a look. Yeah. Come explore. Spend at least a couple of weeks up here. Mm-hmm. Talk to us up here. Mm-hmm. And come decide. And I think uh, anybody who lasts, we, we have a saying, anybody who lasts one wet season here is addicted to us forever <laughs> because it is absolutely the most um, engaging place when you see it through a whole yearly cycle. So Yeah, I could imagine it would be. Now, caravanning is a huge thing. Um, some people are into it, some people aren't, but I mean, motorhomes now are becoming like palaces on wheels. Uh, they're everywhere up here. They are, and it's a really important part of uh, not only our economy, but our community. Mm. So we love having visitors come through, and uh, they're great explorers, and uh, they it's amazing where you see people who have been in a caravan. So um, whether you're a family or um, a grey nomad, so to speak, um, we, we love, love having these people here. One of the things that we noticed on all our interviews is every company, every company is focused on educating the youth. They obviously see the youth as the turning point to everything else that's going on. In capital cities, people will argue, yes, global warming, majority go, not happening. That's the way cities think. Cities don't understand that they've already changed their natural environment. Um, cities and Mother Nature are now trying to cope with all this overdevelopment. Um, but the environment and, and global warming seems to be the catchphrase that they're all going for with the youth. From your perspective as a marine biologist, is it as bad as what people say or is it just a cycle that's happening? I think um, climate change is something that no matter what is happening, how much is anthropogenic, we don't know. Mm. But I truly believe that no matter what, we should be treading lightly on Mm. the earth. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think our youth are extremely important because they are aware of environment. And I I really believe that this area up here is nature's medicine. Mm. So we have, we've lost our connection 
our true spirit and heart mm. of connection with nature. When you come back up here, particularly if you turn around to live up here, mm. you can reconnect and uh, have that marvellous uh, connection with something that's greater than yourself. Put down the iPhone, put down the iPad, mm. get out into nature. And I would like to think that that's something that we can help share a lot more mm. from this region with the whole world, particularly the youth. You hop on Sky Rail, you go across the tops of trees, you see a different perspective. You hop on the railway line and you come back down and you also see a different perspective. I was sad to hear at the aquarium of so many species of things that are becoming non-existent. And we don't know the impacts of all these things, like little lizards and all those types of things. There's, there's no question things are changing. And we are seeing, um, certainly over the recent years, what mm. appears to be a warmer environment. Sure. And uh, so we are seeing in mountaintops, for example, many species migrate higher up that mountaintop to a, a cooler altitude. Yes. Uh, but... While it, it truly astounds me how much we have learned in the last 50 years, yeah. what astounds me even beyond that is how little we still understand about the natural world. And I will say that uh, our nature is incredibly resilient. I've seen mm -hmm. with my own eyes the cycles on a coral reef mm. over 40-odd uh, years, and whether it's cyclones or bleaching or crown-of-thorn starfish, I've watched the regeneration as well. Mm. But nature is complex and it's constantly changing in space yes. and in time, yes. particularly on a coral reef, but also in a rainforest. Yep. So the most important thing that we can do is to locally create resilience through ensuring that there are no pests that are untoward, such as crown sure. of thorn starfish yep. or pigs in a rainforest, and also to ensure that um, our water, our air is as clean as possible. So mm. it's a little bit like a sick patient. Yes. You want to give them the best food, the best care, the best nurturing uh, to ensure that they can recover on their own as quickly and as fully as possible. And, and this region here, when you go right up to the top of the mountains, you see it's very, very flat. But it could also run the risk of overdevelopment and that would have a major impact, wouldn't it, on all these beautiful mangrove swamps and everything else that would... I mean, that's a filtration system on itself. Well, certainly the mangroves are a filtration system, but the controls, the environmental controls in Australia are absolutely extraordinary. Really? Absolutely. Wow. So uh, we, our tourism industry, for example, we have the safest and most regulated tourism industry in the world, mm -hmm. uh, but the same with our development controls. So, you know, while we hear a lot in the media around overdevelopment, and certainly there are places that are living in... Um, in, through older policy cycles, sure. uh, there are incredible environmental controls now through state and federal government uh, that prevent most most of the serious opportunities for um, bad development to occur. Sure. Well, I love the fact so people can come up, they can join your association, and that opens them up to a whole network of other people that they can connect with within the tourism industry. And what advice do you think you could give to people that may be listening in to kids that are thinking about, you know what, coming to the end of my HSC, I want to do something with my life. Um, see, there seems to be definitely a growth industry here for uh, kids that really want to get involved in helping the environment. There seems to be so many different uh, organisations out there that are now focusing on this. Everyone's seeking money, of course, but they're all focusing on it. 
I think that's exactly right, that um, we we have so many opportunities here for young people to participate in the hospitality industry, mm-hmm. uh, but in other industries as well, mm. and uh, to be part of the environment. There's a whole range of volunteer groups that you can get involved with, but there are also c- citizen science projects as mm. well that are very much uh, part of the whole scene. So mm-hmm. uh, lots of opportunities, and we, we generally are short of staff in hospitality industry up here. Right. So, so there, there absolutely are opportunities to come up here and you might, who knows, you might want to work on one of the boats and be out at the reef exactly. every day. Well, look, we were in Port Douglas last night and it was booming. Beautiful restaurants. Um, food was amazing. Uh, the ambience was amazing. It was just like being in another, like a fairy world. But I'm absolutely blown away by the passion and the dedication from people up here. I think what you're doing is a great job. And I think, to be honest, um, all of you should be very proud of this because, I mean, you're doing it really without a lot of government handouts. They're not, it's not like they come up here and throw millions. No, that's exactly right. So yeah. uh, we, we, we would like a little bit more of a hand, <laughs> yes. but at the same time, um, we're used to working to uh, whatever we have mm-hmm. and we work together. That's mm. part of the fun of it. Mm. And uh, we're very proud of what we have in our environment here mm. and also in uh, the marvellous tourism industry. What's the website, Wendy, people can go to, your association? Uh, it's Tourism Tropical North Queensland or Explore Tropical North Queensland. Fantastic. Chatting to Wendy Morris today. Fantastic interview. Thank you very, very much for your time. That's great. Thanks so much, Ben. Thanks for listening to Drive Your Own Adventure with Ingenia Holidays. With holiday parks and resorts across New South Wales and Queensland, Ingenia Holidays offers the ideal place for an extended break, weekend getaway or short stopover. Find your dream destination with Ingenia Holidays at www.ingeniaholidays.com.au.